a lot of times when I listen to podcasts uh, over the years, I found some great podcasts that said, no, 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 we're not going to monetize. And it seems like they just don't stay around, you know, because there comes a point when this hobby of ours, it gets frustrating. And the thing that gets you through the frustrating parts is the fact that, hey, it is putting some money on the table. So uh, that gets me through it. And then the I'm happier. And then my listeners are happier because I'm still podcasting. I agree with you that uh, if you're doing it just as a hobby, it's very easy to stop doing it. Because life gets in the way and you need to put food on the table. So, But I have talked to, we uh, had a guy on uh, a few weeks ago who does a a podcast for Model model Railroads, has no interest in monetizing it because he's a big muckety-mucket at Netflix and he does fine financially. But he has no interest. He's got three podcasts that doesn't monetize any of them and has no interest in doing so and has a pretty good following. He could monetize them and make some decent money, but chooses not to. So... See, I'd be all over Lionel. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. And today I wanted to respond to something that's kind of been niggling away at me. I participated, I was recorded, interviewed, if you want to call it that, on a podcast called Perfect Your Podcast. I have done far more promotion of this podcast than even the podcast presenter himself because I've talked about this periodically in my various recordings. Through this And the edit of my recording and the discussion following the recording with a particular participant, it made me realize that I haven't really fully talked about why I think podcasting should be free from sponsorship and free from any degree of influence associated with the information that is put out. Ultimately, my long-time view, and I've done this through Short Funk, even though I've tried to avoid it, but the listeners keep asking for more, is associated with my own particular political views, fundamentally, that... The current political process is not long for this world, and we need to start having an active dialogue associated with what will follow this and how we can move there. In this regard, I think podcasting as independent media is potentially a political movement, and this is ultimately something that I want to do, or at least participate in, or at least talk about initially, and try to empower other folks to do this in the future. But the pure independence, the fact that it is unfunded, the fact that I can just put out my ideas, probably annoy a variety of people, but really I don't care, means that the kinds of things that I can talk about here are considerably freer than anything that has had sponsorship by various entities. Because ultimately through sponsorship, you can offend sponsors, you lose your money, you're trying to keep sponsors. So the way in which you behave in this environment is going to be very different than folks such as myself. And my concern here, particularly as people start looking at podcasting as an amazing monetization form, podcasting replaces blogging and enables you to connect directly to the people that your sponsors want to reach. These kind of ideas to me seem really dangerous, but not just dangerous, fundamentally dishonest associated with a number of folks that have tried this model, literally thousands of people who have stopped podcasting and leave these two to five episode things in iTunes for all eternity. Also, it means that when people come to podcasts, people that might be considerate or interested in new ideas and independent thought, when there is this volume, this vast volume of nonsense, of failed nonsense associated with this dream of getting sponsors and creating money and leaving your day job and all the things that you really want to do, that's not a medium that enables the kind of discourse that I would like to have. So when folks characterize that I'm just some independently wealthy dude that's using podcasts, you need to reflect back when I was in Vegas. When I first started podcasting, soon after, my wife and I both lost our jobs. 
The company my wife was working with was in the process of closing. The company I was working for closed completely outright, literally in a day while I was in Australia. And through this experience, we certainly realized that we needed to, or at least I needed to optimize my particular hobby to not be associated with any degree of cost and to be allowed to continue through this relatively challenging period of time. The full 2000s, end to end, I think I had maybe five businesses that closed underneath me, a company where the section closed, and ultimately a couple of international moves. And through all of this, I realized that the financial component of this hobby needed to be as far away from my means of survival. So that's what I've optimized for. I've been incredibly lucky associated with my current position. Incredibly lucky. I was able to take a body of work which I'd worked with a company for a period of time and translate that into a job. Quite an interesting, quite meaningful job. But that doesn't mean through this that I change my particular perspective or I change my general hope associated with what this form could make. And in particular about empowering others to utilise this medium to get their ideas out, to communicate with a broader community and also bring new ideas into the forefront of others' minds. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.